Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to In the Area, a podcast where I, Zach Schiller, interview people I'm in the area of. I'm currently living in Vail, Colorado, and interview people around me. Today, I interview Katie O'Grady, an employment law attorney in Denver. She shares a number of story and skills that I think you may find useful. Enjoy. I'm an employment defense attorney. Um, I mainly do um, race discrimination or discrimination cases, retaliation cases, uh, which is a lot on, are mostly under Title VII, some wage and hour, non-competes, Family Medical Leave Act um, guidance. Uh, I, my primary focus is disability leave management. So I advise companies on ha- how to handle their employees who go out on various leaves, whether it's maternity leave, whether it's leave associated with a disability. Um, I sort of walk them through that process because it's, it's, you know, it seems straightforward, but it's actually pretty complicated on what sort of, you know, medical information you need when they come back, what sort of, um, you know, to make sure that people aren't conning the system, taking FMLA, that they're not, you know. We had, there's there's a famous case that uh, this woman, uh, she requested to take FMLA, so leave from work, and um, she, she there's nothing to say that you have to stay in the United States when you're on leave, but so she went to Mexico uh, in, a wheel, in a wheelchair, you know, and she had something related to her, you know, like a knee replacement or something, or so she said, and, uh, and then there were then pictures of her partying in Mexico doing like a beer a beer stand wow. like a, you beer know bong. a beer bong stand like not Whoa. in her wheelchair uh-huh. she was like you know she's like probably in her like early sixties and she was getting Whoa, down getting, getting out she was there. getting down yeah. yeah there were like you know twenty something year old oh, guys right. around her like she was wow. you know. she was yeah having having a blast yeah yeah and so what what ended up happening with that case did she uh, uh well she yeah she. I actually do not remember. Uh, it was a while. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. She, I think uh, sh- she sued, and I think that that was our the defense. This was in a case I handled. This is just a so famous. wait. She she sued her company because she was fired. Oh, for, after. after they saw the pictures, oh. and then she sued them for you know um, under the Fem- Family Medical Leave Act, yeah. uh, saying that she was discriminated against. Wow. And they're like, "No, Exhibit A. Yeah. Here's you doing a, a keg stand." Oh my gosh! So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, how did you fall into this specialization? Uh, so in law school, you don't really choose a specialization, but I thought it, I, I worked in healthcare for five years before law school, and I thought that I wanted to. Uh, do medical malpractice, and uh, and then once I was after I finished law school and got some experience, um, medical malpractice is a lot just like personal injury, so which is not as you know it's you know okay someone you know it's all technical like you know you left the you know a scalpel in someone's body or whatever I mean but it's it's not you know that's as you know there's not as interesting as facts as there are in employment law I find I think employment law is like the civil family law because jobs are people's livelihoods and so there's sex there's drama there's yeah. you know I like getting into people's business stuff. <laughs> um and so you know we've had you know people having sex at work you yeah. know and so it's you know marriage is being yeah. ruined you know it's can you really- tell from like right when you get a case can you tell oh this is going to be interesting oh yeah 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 definitely usually <laughs> wow. just because normally the 
um, you know, the first thing that we'll get is like a demand letter. So which is a letter written by, you know, a former employee or current employee's attorney. And that usually summarizes the facts and usually goes into pretty, you know, detail about sexual harassment or race discrimination. And some of them are just silly, silly cases that, you know, that are stupid that, you know, that just really there's no... There's no real barrier in an employee suing their employer after they get terminated because it costs so much money to defend it that, you know, even if, you know, we've had uh, a former employee who stole from the company and that we ended up paying them just because it costs more to defend it than to, you know, which is really the the only cases that go to trial are the, you know, employers who are standing on principle and they— you know, they're going to go after this person out of, out of principle, regardless of how much it costs. They'd rather pay the attorneys than, than the, you know, the employee or a former employee. Mm. So, mm. Mm-hmm. And going through law school, I'm curious about law school. Mm-hmm. What about it? What I feel like it's made out to be um, a very stressful, very hard, a lot of work, sleepless nights. Yeah, I'd say there's uh, some of that, but I had a really close group of friends from law school and um I there was I took a sex crimes class and that that class was I was uh, like a full-time student but once you're past your first year you're able to take more like night classes evening classes and uh so this this class was from like six to nine and my friend uh Paul and I would walk to 7-Eleven we'd get a big gulp full I'd fill it like you know like three-fourths of the way with Diet Coke and oh. then the rest with vodka. Oh and we'd just be sipping, you know, sipping our cocktails <laughs> during class, like, you know, Having hearing about sex stories, oh you know. Uh, and so. Whoa. Yeah. So it was a party. So, oh, it was definitely a party. It was, it was just, you know, drink hard, play hard, wow. and, you know, study hard. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, a, a lot of classes in law school – you know, unless it's your uh, legal writing class, which you have assignments throughout the semester, but um, a lot of the classes you just have the exam at the end, and so the you know the cramming part comes mostly at the end. Like you mm-hmm. have to you have to keep up in order to do well, you know. But you could get away with you know um, you know some periods of laziness and then extreme extreme stress and and study. So, and, and it also depends, we, you know, we, we played on the teachers too. There were some uh, law school professors who, uh, we'd have a case assignment. So we, we were assigned to read, you know, say two cases a night or something like that. And we had some, some professors who would, you know, cold call on you and ask you to give, you know, a summary of the case Mm. and make you stand up. And, and so it was obviously really embarrassing and you were ashamed if you didn't know the material, if you didn't know the material. And even though, um, even though the exam portion was a, a majority of the grade, say, you know, maybe 80% or 70%, and then the others maybe, you know, 20 to 30% were based on performance during class. Yeah, class so. participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there was there a high rate of dropping out? Um. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, my school in particular, I went to John Marshall, which is a private law school in, uh, in Chicago, downtown Chicago. Uh, we... They're, they were known for accepting a lot of people and then having, um, having you know, um, I think maybe out of, say, 60 attorney or 60 law students, maybe um, 12 would drop out or wow. would, would fail out. That's a, that's a very— So, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they wanted to take your, your money for the first semester yeah. and then fail you out. Wow. So. <laughs> Nuts. And yeah. 
how how long was the program? So law school is three years. If you're a night student, you know, my, my dad went to law school. He did it in four, but that's because he was working full time. So normally if you're going full time, three years. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. But your dad, you were telling me he... He wasn't in law, was he? He didn't practice. He was uh, he was a Chicago cop, and then the police department paid for his law school, so he oh. took night courses, and then um, it helped him, you know, be promoted through you know in in the department. He was ultimately he re- he retired and maxed out his pension at, at um as commander of narcotics, and then um and then you know he collected the pension and then went on to to the next job, and now he uh, I don't know if I told you, but he's he works. It's like a quasi security he interacts with various federal agencies and state agencies and municipal agencies and he works for like the largest jewish association in the world so you know he's doing doing security so yeah it's essentially i mean that almost seems to downplay i mean it's like i guess that's what it is yeah yeah yeah. so like sort of private private security, counterterrorism, working with local agencies. Wow. But Nuts. but yeah, so even though he doesn't necessarily use his law degree every day, that's definitely it's definitely something that's helped his career along. So. Yeah. And do you think he was the source of your inspiration to go to law school? Um yeah, maybe. I mean my my strong subjects were in, you know, in writing and in in English and history, and so more of the subjects that gear toward that profession. And it's, you know, I I didn't think that I'd make any money in journalism or anything like that. So I chose what I thought would be the most lucrative of, mm-hmm. you know, no, but. Career pass. Yeah. yeah. Not realizing the amount of debt I'd put myself well, in, but oh, regardless, yeah. yeah. And um, so do you regret going to law school? Uh, I don't regret it. I mean, I did have a great time in law school, and I do, you know, you know I, I wouldn't do it again, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what would your advice be to people out there considering whether or not to go to law school? I think that if you can get a decent scholarship, and then I'd absolutely recommend it if you could manage to come out of law school with, you know, without $300,000 yeah, <laughs> worth that's, of that's uh, student tough. loans. I mean, that is, to be fair, uh, undergrad included. But yeah. I uh, I think that I, I mean, I didn't even apply uh, for for scholarship yeah. because that's how lazy I was. Right, missed opportunity there, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. But, but do you think, I mean, are there skills and things that you learned in law school that are invaluable that you're just so happy now that you know? Um, I think that the, the the legal writing courses helped a lot, and you know, I, I think that law school could be a year and a half and probably accomplish just about the same, just mm. because you know, there's besides for preparing for you for the bar exam. I mean, there's no reason why I need to know criminal procedure in my you know in my job now, yeah, or you know, or even property law or you know, I use constitutional law, I use legal writing and civil procedure. So those are like the you know the the fewer subjects, you know, I don't use sex crimes. You yeah, know, in my, yeah. In my well, you said there's a lot of sex going on. I mean, that that's true, but it's in, it's more of a you know a civil arena, not a criminal oh. one. So you know, no, no, but I guess I guess the two could interplay. Sure, there could be a scenario. But where, all of those subjects are required learning. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, well, there's electives too. Um, you know, like um, no, I'm I'm blanking. Well, sex crimes was an elective, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know, there's. Mm, there was a few others too that that were electives. Um, now I'm I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. Since, well, hasn't been but electives, you can choose 
special? Special. Oh, so, oh, I can't. So I did a semester of law school in New Zealand and Australia. And actually all of those were electives because they were all international um, law courses. So I took international trade. I took competition law. I took indigenous rights. Wow. um, And, uh, you know, international, international, um, like a crime, crime class. All about like extradition agreements. And one of my professors he represented or he was from Zimbabwe. He, he, he taught in New Zealand, and yeah. he was uh, Kim.com's defense attorney. Kim.com? Yeah, you familiar? What is, no, I don't know what that he's is. He's like, um, he's a German, He's he, he operated like one of the largest torrenting sites. Whoa. So sort of like a Napster equivalent, but, um, and so he, he is camping out in New Zealand, or at least he was when I was there, and uh, he was trying to fight an extradition, you know, because the U.S. was trying to extradite him. Trying to get him, him back. For, yeah, well, he's German, but he a lot of the crimes, you know, committed in uh, in the U.S. Because oh, I was so I could see how that could get complicated. Yeah, so he chose New Zealand strategically because you know they didn't have such such an agreement. But I, you know, I haven't checked recently, but yeah. he might have gotten pulled over. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, is international law a whole sphere? Is like you know you do occupational law, right? Is that what it's called? Uh, I employment law. Employment law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is international law a there's international employment law. Yeah. Oh. That's um, whole... Yeah, but uh it, we have about one attorney in our firm that does it. My firm has about a thousand, a thousand or so attorneys with sixty three offices. Jackson Lewis is the name. And um really our, our New York City office is the only one that does international law. So if I wanted to do that, that's those that's where the opportunity is. Got it. So and which of those elective classes that you were taking abroad did you find the most interesting? Um, competition law. It's all antitrust law. Oh. So um, I find it's monopolies and whether, yeah. you know, Monsanto specifically. I've always mm. had a fascination with Monsanto. Mm. Um, are you familiar? Monsanto, they're the big uh, pesticide. What do they yeah, do? So the, Agricultural. Yeah. So they, uh, they do, they're, you know, they do the GMOs yeah. and the, the, you know, it's called Roundup Ready yeah, is the yeah, name yeah. of the fertilizer, but then they also created Agent Orange. I don't so know. The, what is that? Agent Orange is what they, oh my God, I think Vietnam is what they sprayed over, you know, the poison. Oh my God. That most of the American soldiers died of was actually oh. Agent Orange. So the same company that's now growing our food is, you know, also. Whoa, was that's a, nuts. Yeah. So that's, you know, the, the, there's a, I can't remember what movement. F- there's some documentary on it on on food and um, GMOs. And uh, there's like a bunch of farmer suicides in India because they, uh, unless you could, um, you know, you the, these organic farmers couldn't compete with uh, the farmers that were using Monsanto products because mm-hmm. the, 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 you know the pesticide resistance and so these you know smaller farms were going under and so there was you know a bunch of male uh, male farmers were committing suicide because they couldn't take care of their families and their farms oh, went under my gosh. so in India mm-hmm, in India yeah. So, so Monsanto always fascinated me, and just the, the 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 way that they've been able to take over, and and so I was interested in um, in hearing about how Monsanto had the authority to do all that in my antitrust class because it's all about obviously like you know monopolies and how how, how they've managed because it seems like they do have a monopoly. So yeah. What are, are there a few key things that you learned? Like, how are they able to get away with all that? Uh, yeah. 
I don't use that anymore. So uh, right. this is I need to actually refresh because I was thinking yeah. about that the other day. I was like, I actually don't know the answer <laughs> to that. <laughs> so the class was clearly super effective. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Are there any pesticide companies that are viewed positively that you know of? Um, I mean, besides, I mean, I don't know. I see some things in Whole Foods that appear yeah. to be <laughs> environment friendly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. I don't know if there's a Whole Food equivalent for uh, for farmers, but yeah. I imagine there is. Is there is there a food law? Is that, is that a thing? Mm, I, may, I mean, I imagine there is. There's some sort of like, regu- yeah, it's all regulatory. So like the FDA. Oh. You know, okay. you know, I would, I would imagine there's, mm-hmm. you know, but, but that's not like someone's not won't tell you. Oh, I'm going into food law. Like I've never heard food law. It would be probably regulatory compliance. Okay, and then in the food industry. Okay, so. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're talking. I, I got to pee. That's why. That's yeah, why no, for sure. Oh, How long were we talking? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. In a second.